catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. As we know, all these systems of oppression are related. Um, and I, I believe, and it's, it's the truth, that we, can never, we will never be free if we have dominion and power over other beings. And we're, if we're controlling somebody else's life, we will never be free ourselves. You are listening to Veggie Doctor Radio, and this is episode number 148.5. Welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. I am your host, Dr. Yami, board certified pediatrician, certified lifestyle medicine physician, certified health and wellness coach, author, speaker, mother, wife, and human being. I passionately believe in the power of diet, habits, and mindset in sparking and sustaining well-being and joy in our lives. This podcast combines expert interviews and thoughtful monologues to explore plant-based nutrition, lifestyle medicine, parenting, mindset, and other exciting and fun topics. I hope that these episodes inspire you, uplift you, and equip you with the knowledge and tools to live your best life. Are you ready to get started? Let's do it. Welcome veggie lovers to another bonus episode of Veggie Doctor Radio. Today with artist and singer-songwriter Vegan Queen V. So I've never done this before and it was so much fun to talk to a creative, an artist, a songwriter about why she does what she does and what impact she's hoping to make on the world. It was really fun. I hope that you enjoy hearing one of her songs. It's such a beautiful and moving song. And if you have the ability to go to her YouTube channel, her name is Vegan Queen V. Look it up on YouTube and you can find all of her videos and songs. They're very, very moving. And I hope that you will take time to look through them and listen to them and watch some of the images and see what comes up, even when it's really difficult. Just see what comes up. Also known as Jen Armstrong, Vegan Queen V is a passionate animal rights activist, singer, songwriter who uses her music as a platform to give animals a voice when they often have none. Vegan Queen V is keen to raise awareness of the animal lives and spread the vegan message far and wide with her hit songs and hard-hitting lyrics. Winner of the Veg Fest UK competition 2018, she has traveled the UK playing vegan festivals and gigs up and down the country. 2019-2020 saw her collaborate with vegan celebrity Nico Rittenau, with which she toured the Veggie World Tour Germany. Vegan Queen V is set to release her debut album in 2021 with the hope to reconnect people to the animals and promote veganism. So in this episode, we talk about her vegan journey. 
when she first started using songwriting to spread the vegan message, what kind of reactions she has garnered so far, what songs she is most proud of, and you're going to get to hear one of her songs as well. And we also talk about what she envisions for her future as a musician, what she wishes more people knew, and how listeners can connect with her and support her work. I think this is a really fun episode, something different, but perhaps really impactful, especially for those of you that connect with art and connect with music. This might be really moving for you. But what was a surprise to me is we got to talk about her habits and the habits that she's developed during the pandemic. And it was really interesting to hear about that. So I really hope that you enjoy this episode, that you connect with Vegan Queen V on YouTube, listen to some of her work, even consider maybe supporting her work as well. Thank you so much for being with us today, and I hope that you enjoy this episode with Vegan Queen V. Vegan Queen V, welcome to Veggie Doctor Radio. Yeah, thank you for having me. Well, it took us like half an hour to actually be able to talk to each other today. <laughs> Yay, technology. But yeah. it is so fun to not only talk to somebody in the UK, but a creative. And that's a little bit different for my show. So I think this is the first time I'm doing something like this on Veggie Doctor Radio. But I was really excited about it. And I had listened to some of your songs. And I think that this is, is going to be a super interesting episode. But before we get into your music and your passions and all of that, tell me about your vegan journey. How did you end up here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I've always been an animal lover uh, since I was a little kid. Uh, I actually wanted to be a vet when I was sort of, uh, you know, five, six, seven years old. Um, and I went vegetarian when I was eight years old because it just didn't make sense for me to to love something and, and but also kill kill it, not him him or her. Um, so that was the beginning of my vegan journey. Um, and unfortunately, I don't really know why, but I didn't really take things further I didn't question where was this milk coming from I didn't question where are these eggs coming from um, and it was only um, until I moved to London about sort of five six years ago now um, and I started working in a music venue and a couple of people there were vegan and you know we, we got chatting and um, they asked me why why wasn't I vegan if I was vegetarian for the animals um, and I, and I th sort of thought, well, why would I be vegan? Um, I had a, a, a kind of obscure um, vision of what vegan was really in my head. Um, but, I, you know, I watched the documentaries that they um, recommended to me, uh, did some research and just realised what I'd been doing for the last, you know, sort of 10, 15 years. Uh, and I, yeah, went vegan pretty much straight after that, really. Yeah, it's super interesting because I feel like there's a lot of people that when they were younger went vegetarian. But I think the other thing that happens in the westernized culture and the way we were raised is that parents freak out, right? So they think their kids not going to have enough nutrients and then at least you can fall back on dairy and eggs and that it's okay. You're not really killing an animal to get that right and so in your little kid brain you're probably okay well that's fine and and so you know i think it's just something that happens and for a long time it your brain was like this is all cool i'm i'm doing the best i can and you didn't question any of those so i would say to be gentle with yourself on the journey that you took because that's what you knew and a lot of us were stuck in this paradigm when I was younger, I was just told, well, this is the way it is. And you have to eat these things to be healthy. And so I accepted that for so long. And I wish I would have known sooner. I really wish I would have known sooner, but everybody has to go in their own path. You know, whenever Absolutely. you first were watching those documentaries, what were the emotions going through you? Were you surprised and shocked by what you learned? It it, the, the industries, all of them, meat, egg, dairy, um, they're, they're far worse than I have ever could imagine. Um, I guess when I stopped eating animals, that was kind of as far as it went for me. I didn't think 
that there'd be this massive system of abuse and exploitation that's so massive, you know, we're talking billions of animals every day. Uh, I didn't even begin to comprehend that. So when I realized the reality of what these industries are, as yeah, I think it's taken me actually this long to to fully process it. Mm-hmm. And and because it was such a shock to me, this how just how terrible it is, because it really is worse than any sort of you know nightmare you might have or or film you might you know horror film you might watch it's actually worse than all of that and it's reality so yeah it's a lot to take in isn't it it is and it's it's really painful and some people just aren't willing to go there yeah you know it's it's some people find it really difficult to process those emotions and they rather just put up a wall and be like okay I'm not even going to think about it because they can't tolerate the feeling the emotion So I think a lot of us that have been vegan for a few years, we remember how you get flooded with those emotions at the beginning and it's almost intolerable. And then you just get angry at everybody and everything. And you just like want to shake everybody and then start coming down and you start finding a little balance on how you approach the world and how you can have empathy for other people that haven't yet gone on that journey. You know, it's, it's a tumultuous path for sure. So tell me about your songwriting and your creativity. And when did you get the idea that you would use this, this form of expression to spread the vegan message? Well, I've, I've always um, been into music since I was uh, seven years old. I started playing the violin uh, and then the piano when I was about 10. I was very fortunate that my you know parents let me um, do these music lessons. Um, and I started just writing uh, music pop music when I was about 12 um after listening to you know pop music in the charts and on CDs and and and, and everything like that um and so I've been writing songs ever since and performing songs um and it was just it, it wasn't even uh, um something I really thought about writing animal rights songs I just sat down one day and I'd it was about uh, I think about 10 months after I first became vegan so obviously sort of about 10 months that, that I'd first seen the horrendous footage and first realized h- how bad these industries were. Um, and it, it was just a natural process for me to sit down, start playing around with things like I always had done, but the, the things I wanted to talk about were, were animal rights and yeah, this oppression that I'd just become aware of. It was, you know, it was kind of there and I needed to get out somehow. And like you said, you, you're so angry at the beginning and I was so angry. I mean, I was angry at the industries, but then, you know, when you, you, you tell your friends and family, like what, what you've learned, look at this, it's how awful is it? And, you know, the majority of them don't want to know that, that, that anger. Yeah. That took me a while to deal with it, but I, I really think writing songs has helped with that. That's great. Yeah. Because you can use it as an outlet, right? <laughs> Instead of yeah, going yeah. and just like, ah, sometimes you feel like doing. Sometimes I do that. I actually just sit down and just like scream, but in, in like a tune. <laughs> nice. Nice. Melodic screaming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's useful. Well, so you've been doing this for a few years then using your music as a, a form of activism. What kind of reactions have you gotten? What have you heard from people that have heard your music? So, so far, um, as you probably would imagine, the majority of my audience are vegan, which is great. Um, and because of that, I think, you know, that they, they see my songs as, as something special f- for them and for the animals. Um, and, and, you know, there are songs that people can relate to and uh, maybe, you know, they're, they're angry and frustrated as well. So, and, and you know, maybe they're, they're not musical, um, but, they can use my songs for an outlet um, for themselves, mm-hmm. uh, if that makes if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've had quite a few vegans or animal activists who have asked me to use my songs in their work, which is amazing. And you know, if, if I can help in that way as well, that's just absolutely fantastic. Um, but yeah, m- mostly I've had amazing feedback and lots of really beautiful and positive. Um, comments that have yeah really really help help me keep on going on this journey because as as you know 
it's so easy to become weighed down by by the just the enormity of the the oppression yes for sure i mean it it just it can feel endless it can make you feel helpless sometimes but for you to be able to sit down and write music about it that influences others causes an emotional reaction even if it is just a bunch of vegans i think that we also need to be able to process our emotions and music helps us do that helps calm down the insides when those chemicals and those hormones are getting too high when we're you know feeling distressed so i think it is a very positive thing that you do Let's talk a little bit more about your music then. Is there a particular song that you feel particularly proud of or you feel like is a, a very impactful for your message? Yes, well, I guess two come to mind. Um, one is a, a song called What Hell Is Like, mm-hmm. um, which I wrote from the animal's perspective um, after I watched the UK documentary Land of Hope and Glory. Mm. Is that one that you've heard of? I haven't seen that one. Yeah, it's it's very similar to Earthlings and Dominion, which is the um, Australian version of a similar thing. Just showcasing, showing um, the footage of UK farms, basically. And mm. as we know, the standard practices are horrendous, even though they're standard, they're just horrible. And um, yeah, I, I felt that it was super necessary for Surge to bring out this documentary. Uh, a lot of friends and family when I show them things like earthlings um they, they say yes it's awful but it doesn't happen on you know doesn't happen in England and this documentary show you know shows it certainly does um and it, yeah it was one of the first documentaries I watched after becoming vegan and it inspired me to uh, to write the song what hell is like um so that that one's a super important one for me uh, and a lot of people really connect connect with that song as well. And that's one of the songs in particular that has been used in other people's activism, mm-hmm. which is amazing. Um, and then the, the other song is my first single that I released, which is called Only One Life. Um, and I guess I'm most proud of that song because I, I produced everything myself. And uh, yeah, it sounds pretty good. Um, <laughs> and we did, we, did it, we did a really nice video um, in London for it as well. So yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. Well, which one do you want to share with the listeners? Um, yeah, let's do what hell is like. This is okay. um this is a demo version, but it's it's still, you know, it's, it still gets across what, what I want it to be saying. Um, but there will be an an official version released later this year. Perfect. Okay, so we'll play this for the listeners and then we'll talk about it afterwards.
so on your YouTube channel, you have that song and is the footage from that movie? What is yes. the footage from? Yeah, Land of Hope and Glory. It's, I definitely re recommend it. I mean, it's, it's harrowing to watch, but it's important to um, watch these things, I think. Yeah, it's so hard. I mean, I've been vegan. It'll be almost 10 years in a few months. And I, I, I just get such a strong emotional reaction. And um, it is, it's overwhelming, you know? Um, so I think it's, it's important to, because your song is so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. And even though it's transmitting this message of like, listen, this is really bad. This is worse than you can imagine. Yeah. you're doing it in a gentle manner too. I feel like sometimes with, for some people seeing the images can almost be paralyzing, you know? Yeah. I think when, when, when I redo the video, cause I'll be doing a, a different video to the, the official version, I think we'll, we'll try and capture the oppression, but without using anything gory. Um, mainly so that it's okay for kids to watch I mean I know that that sounds ridiculous you know kids should be able to watch something you know that's that's done throughout society from you know the time you're a little toddler uh, and, and that's not the reality you know we we hide these things away from children um but yeah I want I want everyone to be able to watch it and as you say a lot of people are put off by the the gory footage um and my intention is just to get the message across. So to make this as accessible to everyone as possible. Um, so yeah, it, it, instead of showing, you know, maybe a, a sheep who's just had a throat slit or a pig in a, a chain, you know, a gas chamber, maybe we'll, we'll show more things like the, the, the mother pig in the um, gestation crate, you know, mm -hmm. who can't move which is, is equally as, as impactful and, and equally as horrendous, um, but maybe isn't as offensive to some people. Hey humans, I know you wanna eat healthier, but feel strapped for time. And even the thought of meal planning and cooking stresses you out. Well, have you considered trying a meal kit service? Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well, delivering pre-portioned and prepped quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients. Green Chef sends organic, fresh produce, and chef-designed recipes in every box for satisfying, nourishing, and convenient meals that make it easy to stick to a healthy living routine. Find recipes for every lifestyle, including plant-based diets. Green Chef delivers quality whole foods with limited processed ingredients, including low added sugar and sodium smart options. You get to choose from 80 plus flavor packed options that allow you to take back time in your kitchen with dinner ready in 30 minutes and lunch in 10. Try 15 plus new recipes every week. But here's the best part. Green Chef delivers everything you need to make convenient, wholesome, and delicious meals directly to your doorstep. Each meal kit includes pre-measured ingredients as well as some produce that comes already pre-chopped and custom sauces that are pre-made in-house. They also provide the recipe cards and the meals are really simple to make. It's a delicious, fresh, home-cooked meal without the hassle. What I love the most about Green Chef is that it takes the stress out of cooking. The recipes are easy to follow and everything you need is included. So even the less experienced cooks in your house can make a delicious home cooked meal. It's perfect for those seasons in your life that you're really busy with your kids' sports and school events. Hello, spring. And time is limited, especially if you want fresh, home cooked, healthy meals to put on the table. So if you're feeling frustrated by the lack of time to eat healthy and you are ready to try Green Chef and see how easily you can integrate it into your healthy lifestyle, go to greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. That's greenchef.com forward slash I am human five zero and use the code I am human five zero to get 50% off plus 20% off your next two months. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well.
Equilibria is a woman-owned wellness brand with products intended to bring your mind and body back in harmony. They consider themselves a by women and for women company, and they now offer a nutrient-dense green powder called Daily Nutri-Greens. Myself and my staff here at Nourish Wellness all tried the Daily Nutri-Greens and we loved it. The Daily Nutri-Greens contain an immune antioxidant and detox blend along with prebiotics, probiotics, and over 35 fruits and veggies. It also contains other important nutrients such as B12, iron, zinc, and selenium. The Daily Greens are certified organic and all you have to do is mix it with water, but you can also easily add to your smoothies, your oatmeal, or your baked goods. The Daily Nutri-Greens are vegan, gluten-free, and non-GMO. And another bonus is that the packaging is compostable. Yay! When I tried the Apple Banana Daily Nutri-Greens, I was surprised by the pleasant and mild flavor. It was easy to prepare and drink and didn't leave any aftertaste. And I felt great afterwards. It's really easy to create a daily ritual around your green drink, integrate it into your daily self-care routine. A green powder is one way to fill the gap in daily nutrition and is an easy and convenient way to get in your greens. These powders are a great way to add more nutrients into your diet during busy times, travel, and transitions in life when you don't have time or access to fresh green veggies. If you're interested in trying Equilibria's daily Nutri-Greens, head to myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, that's D-R-Y-A-M-I, for 15% off Equilibria's daily Nutri-Greens and much more. That's myeq.com and use code Dr. Yami, D-R-Y-A-M-I, at checkout for 15% off site-wide today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the, did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. And now for a very important message. Hey, veggie lover. If you are looking for free resources to guide you on your plant-based and healthy living journey, go to dryami.com forward slash free for tons of free downloadable PDFs. Hundreds of people have taken advantage of my tips to help them reduce meat and dairy consumption, navigate eating out, and build satisfying plant-based meals. Download one or download them all. And don't forget to share with friends and family. DrYami.com forward slash free. And now back to the episode. And yeah, I think offensive is, I don't even know if it's the right word. It's just hard because I think that humans in general, we do have empathy. I just think that some people can access it more than others because of that pain factor, because it's so painful. I think that some people have learned methods to block it because it's just too much, you know? Yeah. So, um, no, it's, it's, it's definitely a beautiful song and it really just brings to mind how we have developed an industry that exploits animals to the point that they're not even living beings. They're just product, you know? And it just makes me remember, cause even seeing chickens, I feel like chickens get such a bad reputation, you know, of being like dumb and they're not yeah. even mammals. Like some people think, okay, well they're not mammals. So they're less than, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. but I remember when I was a little kid and I would help chase down the chickens. Cause my family has a large farm in Panama. My grandmother has some chickens to this day. She has her chickens and her eggs. And when I was a kid, I would be the one that had to chase them down and go get them because that was going to be our dinner on Sunday or whatever. And I would sit in the back of the truck on the way home and I would feel its body and it's warm and you could feel its heartbeat. It's a living 
creature and it did not want to be caught. Okay. It's not like the chicken's just sitting there. Okay. I'm ready (laughs) to be your dinner. It was like chasing it. It was like running for its life while you were chasing it, you know? And so I think that's evidence enough that these creatures don't really want to be dead. You know, they want to be alive (laughs) and it's just, it's just so horrific what they go through. It's so painful. And I think that if more people would open themselves up to those stories, open themselves up to the reality of what's happening in factory farming across our whole world, then I think they'd be willing to take steps where they're eating and consuming less animal products. Yeah, absolutely. I I feel, I I kind of am realizing more that I I feel that possibly part of the reason people don't um, want to acknowledge that these beings are sentient and don't want to be oppressed and don't want to die is that they've got um, trauma that they're not willing to address from themselves. Therefore, it's impossible for them to address somebody else's trauma because they're pushing, you know, their their um, experiences that they're not willing to deal deal with those. And I think possibly that's what's going on with some people. Oh yeah. That makes complete sense. I mean, it's just like, if you loathe yourself, it's hard to have the space and the capacity to love others. Whenever you have so much pain in your own life from past trauma, you don't have enough space to give to decrease the suffering of other people sometimes. So I think that could definitely be a possibility. Well, Vegan Queen V, what do you envision for the future of your music? Where are you hoping that it takes you? What do you, what would be your dream come true? My dream come true would be uh, able to do this full time. And to be honest, that's, that's what I'm doing now, but, you know, performing more and even though that's a little tricky at the moment, but just making, making my music just bigger, just part of people's communities. I want to bring people together. Um, yeah, I just, I just want to raise awareness and I just want to help animals. I want to help people as well. As we know, all these systems of oppression are related. Um, and I, I believe, and, and it's, it's the truth, that we, can never, we will never be free if we have dominion and power over other beings. And we're, if we're controlling somebody else's life, we will never be free ourselves. Um, and I'm just trying to get that message across. and just help people find love basically and 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 compassion and for themselves and uh, and love for themselves and that therefore for other people as well because as we we're just saying that if, if you don't have those feelings for yourself how, how are you going to be able to give it to somebody else yes oh that's so beautiful I love that vision and you're absolutely right I don't know why people think that if you care for animals and you don't want animals to suffer, that that means you don't care for humans. That never made sense to me why people thought that. It's just like, if you want to be a lawyer and help defend people, then it must be that you don't care about healthcare because you're not a doctor. That's not what we think, (laughs) right? But, But for some reason, vegans just, people assume, well, you know, you're spending too much time helping animals. You must not care about humans. And what I was thinking is I was watching the YouTube video of your song, and seeing the workers and yeah. there's studies that show that these, these poor workers that work in the animal industry, especially on these huge factory farms where they have to slaughter so many animals and there's so much fecal matter, they have increased risk of infections. They're paid very low wages, increased anxiety, depression, suicidality, addiction. And some of it comes from the fact that you are killing thousands of animals a day. I mean, it, yeah. it's really difficult for humans to do that. So in order to do that, sometimes, like I said before, we have to push it back in our mind and go home and drink a bunch or do whatever and mm. increases violence and all kinds of stuff. So they've done studies on this. The industry is not good for anybody, whether you're an animal or you're a, a human, it's, it's just not good for anybody. So anything that we can do to decrease our dependence on this industry is going to be helpful for so many things. It just, it just is a ripple effect to betterness for everybody. So I a hundred percent agree with you. And now for a very important message. Hey mama, 
If you are feeling frustrated about mealtime battles, worried that your child isn't eating enough or eating enough vegetables, afraid that your child is going to get some awful deficiency or disease because of the lack of diversity in their diet, I wrote a book that might be for you. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy is available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Did you know that most children are born with the innate ability to eat the appropriate amount of food to satisfy their hunger and support appropriate growth? Despite this, parents are still anxious and confused about how much and what to feed their children. In addition, many children are labeled as picky eaters or develop behaviors such as hiding and sneaking food. There's also a growing epidemic of dieting behaviors and eating disorders beginning at alarmingly young ages. In my book, you'll learn the five pillars of healthy eating, how to apply intuitive eating through all the stages of development, lifestyle habits that support healthy eating and body image, troubleshooting and problem solving for picky eaters, overeating and dieting behaviors, how to create and foster a healthy body image in your children, how exploring your own body image and relationship with food will help raise an intuitive eater, and what foods to offer your child at different stages of development. A Parent's Guide to Intuitive Eating, How to Raise Kids Who Love to Eat Healthy, available in paperback, ebook, and audiobook through all major online booksellers. Are you ready for a fresh approach to feeding your child? For more information, visit dryami.com forward slash book. And now back to the episode. What do you wish more people knew? Um, so I kind of wish that more people would realize that not everything you are told when you were a child is, is the gospel truth. In fact, a lot of it is not true. And, um, you know, a lot of it, you know, for example, e- e- eating um, dairy and, and, and drinking dairy, you know, we're told as children that we need that for um, calcium and for protein. And it actually turns out it's kind of the opposite, you know, the, isn't it? Aren't there higher rates of osteoporosis and, and things like that in, in countries that consume more dairy? Um, so I wish people would, I guess, question more what they've been told, question cultures and traditions. Um, and I also wish that people would realize, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't know for so many years that when you consume dairy, a baby is being taken from his or her, her mother um, and either, you know, being killed or being forced into the same um, system of oppression that their, their mother is you know being forced to to be a part of and I, I think I wish that was um, a, a, a truth that was more well known that babies die in the, these industries you know the egg industry male chicks die they they are ground up and that is just something unless you you try and do a bit of research you're just not going to know because the industries obviously don't want to make that obvious no, they're not going to go around advertising that, you know, like, <laughs> guess where your veal comes from? Guess what happens when we have a bunch of chickens that we're not going to do anything with, you know? I mean, you, it is one of those things that when you learn it, finally, it, it does make sense. But since nobody told you at, when you first hear it, you're like, what? No, that yeah. can't be true. Because if it were true, I would have definitely heard of it by now. <laughs> you know, I think that's what yeah. happens when you first learn these things, but it's, but you're absolutely right. We fall into this culture. We fall into this method of thinking about the world where there's a lot of hidden things that are very, um, it, it you know, it, it's hidden for a reason, but yeah. it benefits the industry. You know, it's one of those things to definitely know. I love that. How can other creatives use their art to help the vegan movement? I, I think that, as, as we've been saying, it's such a shock when you find out the truth. I think just even for yourself, if you have an outlet, a creative outlet for, for that pain, um, then you should use it for you 
and then if other people benefit from it which they probably will in some some way you know music obviously but you know arts that that's so important uh for the movement as well um so yeah i think in terms of self-care if you are a creative um just just get it out mm -hmm. however you know however however it works for you um and and i more and more realizing that um you know everything stems i i always used to want to just do everything achieve everything and not take the steps that you know that it actually takes to get there and more and more i'm realizing that it just starts with yourself and just little you know one person the next person the next person that's how things grow um so if you start with you you know you need to look after yourself you need to care for yourself um that comes first and then you know the, the rest follows oh i love that that is such a perfect beautiful message because it's so true we have to take care of ourselves i talk to mothers all the time that are having a really hard time giving themselves permission to take care of themselves so that they have the joy and the energy to take care of their children and their families. But what you're saying is that this applies for creatives as well. And I'm not an artistic person per se. I used to say I'm not creative, but then I realized I had an improper mindset about creativity. I am creative. I just, I'm not, I don't draw or you know, sing or do any of those things, but I have lots of friends who are very artistic and what they tell me is that this art, it has to come out. Like they don't feel right unless they use it, they do something with it. And what you're saying is that it, it's a form of therapy. So especially if you're in yeah. this world and you're feeling pain and you need to express yourself, just do it so that you can care for yourself. And that's just a, such a beautiful message. It brings me to another question I usually ask my podcast guests is, do you have a personal habit that you do that you're really proud of? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm not sure, um, you know, what, what, what all the listeners um, have found, but during sort of lockdown, I've basically discovered who I am. <laughs> I, I love it. it. Yeah, honestly, um, I was working at a music venue in London for the last five years. And then obviously at the beginning of the pandemic, everything closed down. Um, so, so I've had the, the time to actually really think about things, think about who I am, what's important to me. Um, and I've started doing yoga on a daily basis, even if it's just a few stretches in the morning and, and just before bed, but I usually try and get a sort of 20, 30 minute session in as well. That has been amazing. Just discovering what your body actually feels like, if that makes sense. But actually, feeling the connection and feeling, oh, that's my that's my arm. Uh, this sounds bizarre, but it, I've never really thought about it before. Um, so that and uh, just exercise in general. Um, I realised sort of growing up, you know, you have PE in school, uh, physical education, uh, maybe twice a week in high school. Um, but I've realized it's something that needs that it needs to happen daily, at least once a day. Uh, but, and I think that's how we're supposed supposed to live, you know, moving and not just sitting down and, and doing sort of a 20 minute run. No, it, it needs to be more a bigger part of your life. I think that's something that is very important to me. And so I'm sure it would be for other people as well. Um, so exercise, yoga, which is ob obviously really important for your mind as well um and with that through through kind of finding those two things and really really enjoying them now um my my eating habits have just gotten so much better now you know i just i just love throwing some veggies on the on the grill and you know making some hummus and getting some wild rice on the go just really simple things but just really wholesome foods and I, I'm not, you know, not eating crap anymore, basically. That's quite nice. <laughs> oh, I love it. And you know what I love about this is that you have such a great connection to your heart, like through your art, you're able to express yourself, express your heart, but now you have connected to your body, which I think a lot of people neglect. 
You know, yes. like we kind of ignore our bodies. We ignore our hunger. We eat past full. We don't exercise when our body's feeling restless and wanting us to move. We probably stay up late when we shouldn't be because we're ignoring our body signals. But what you're telling me is that during this pandemic, you took the opportunity to connect back with your body and it feels good. Feels and I really love good. that. I love that <laughs> you were able to do that. And those habits they just brought along other great habits, you know, your yoga, your mindfulness, your exercise, eating well so that you feel good inside your body and outside your body. What, what a great story. Thank you so much for sharing that with me. But speaking of food, I'd love to know what's your favorite vegan meal. This is going to be quite boring, actually. But at the moment, my boring it's... is my favorite, actually. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not amazing in the kitchen in that. I, I'm just keep things very, very simple, and I'm really happy with that. Um, but I love at the moment um, muesli, but heated up, so it's like muesli porridge. Uh huh. Just loving that with get some blueberries in there. Some, you know, um, I think it's a coconut based yogurt I'm using at the moment. Mm. Uh, you know, some fruit, banana, maybe some orange, apple, and some seeds, and just, just golden. Just yeah. love it. Do you put like <laughs> any spices in there? I don't, but if you could re recommend some, maybe some cinnamon. Yeah, a lot of, of people like cinnamon, vanilla. Yeah. I mean, it sounds amazing to me. I love that. I have oatmeal for breakfast every morning and mm. well, five days a week. I can't say every morning because on Sunday we have our special breakfast, which is usually pretty, you know, decadent and indulgent, but yeah, it's, it's so satisfying and you can use it as a carrier for so many great things, your fruit, your nuts and seeds. It's just so, so satisfying and delicious. I love it. Yeah, I love it too. Well, Vegan Queen V, how can listeners connect with you? Where can they find your work? And most importantly, how can they support your work? Yes. Um, well, YouTube is the place at the moment. If you want to um, check out my past songs, and I've got quite a few videos up there. So that is youtube.com forward slash Vegan Queen V. Um, as I say, my music will be back up on Spotify under Vegan Queen V, not Queen V, because that is an artist in New York and she has that name and that's fair enough, she got there first. So uh, yes, my debut album will be released later this year and that will be on Spotify. And obviously the, the videos with the singles will be out on YouTube as well. Perfect. And do you have any way that people can donate to your work? Yeah, uh, PayPal is always great. Uh, I think it's just, yeah, PayPal. Is it paypal.me and then forward slash vegan queen V? I think it's that dot me. Yeah. Well, you can just send, you can send it to me afterwards and we'll put it in the show notes too. Because yes, thank you. I know it helps. I have friends who are recording artists and I know that it can be tough. You know, I mean, you put in so much work into making this art and music and it takes money too to produce this music, to collaborate with other artists. So I, I would definitely want to put something out there so that people can support you if they're moved to. Thank you. Yeah, that'd be great. Brilliant. Well, leave us with one call to action. What is one thing that we can do this week to improve our lives? Well, aside from eating plant-based, whole foods plant-based diet, uh, I would say get outside. Just get outside, even if it's just a walk. Just you need that fresh air. If it's sunny, that's obviously even better. But it's, it's so good for your mind and for your body to, to exercise. But outside especially, you know, clear your yes. mind. Yes. So simple, yet so effective and so important for so many reasons. Getting that sun exposure to your eyes, to your skin. But also one expert that I had on recently talked about how our gut microbiome is influenced by whether we're outside or inside. So spending more time outside has so many different benefits. So thank you for that call to action. You are the first to suggest it. And I love it. Yes, it is important. Go, go outside now. Stop listening. Just go outside. 
Well, put put vegan Queen V in your headphones and then go outside for a walk. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you so much. This has been so much fun. When your album drops, please send it to me so that I can share it with my listeners and all my followers on social media. I want more people to find you. I really appreciate everything that you're doing. I'm so grateful for artists like you. And I hope that you have a very plantastic day. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Hey, veggie lover, I hope that you loved today's episode. Will you take a second and do me a huge favor? Please subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. You're the reason I'm here and I want to share it all with you. Thank you for listening and have a plantastic day. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.